Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host today, Ed Clementi. We're fortunate to have Casey Cowell with us. He's the principal and owner of Boomerang Catapult. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you come with good pedigree from uh, Chris McInnes <laughs> from Crystal Mountain. And uh, she's a previous guest, but she speaks highly of you. And she's a very interesting person. She's also on the MEDC executive board, too. So uh, she she said, you got to get him on. He's an interesting person. So welcome to the show. And why don't you tell people, because you, you have such a unique job. I don't know how you can tell people real quickly at a party if you meet him for the first time. Well, currently at uh, Boomerang Catapult, we're essentially a, a, a venture-oriented investment firm, and our mission is to create startups, companies in the tr- northwest lower Michigan area, Traverse City area, that create good-paying, high-paying jobs for young people raising their families and get them to raise them in the Traverse City northwest lower Michigan area, because that's what will keep our area economically and culturally vibrant for the long term. And uh, so we're, we are all about that because Traverse City in our por- portion of Michigan and much of Michigan, it's a fantastic place to, to raise a family. And it's just culturally vibrant and socially vibrant. And the key is to have a live economy. And so this is the best way I know about how to contribute to that. I know something about doing that. I worked on it for my entire career uh, from right out of college. And so uh, uh, that's what we're trying to do here. And we're having some impact. Um, in uh, five or six years, we've managed to see in total $160, $170 million invested to do uh, 25 plus startups that um, ship products all over the world, ship technology around the world. And some are doing great. Some are struggling. Starting up is the hardest darn thing there is. And there's just nothing like it. And it's exhilarating, but boy, it keeps you up at night. And uh and, and fair enough, because when there's risk, there's there's reward at, at, at the end of the rainbow. And so that's what we're about. And it's exciting. And it adds, I think, a lot of vibrancy and stimulation to our community. And so that that's what we're doing. And just real quickly, because the title of your company basically is sort of filling out the mission, too, right? Because isn't that why you use that term, boomerang capital? That's yeah. Boomerang capital. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the. Um, the, a boomerang is someone that grew up in Traverse City or any community and uh, or, or lived there for a while and uh, went off into the world and, and through college or university or working or however, uh, got really good at something that created value and would move back to our community, to Traverse City in our case, uh, it, at the drop of a hat if there was good work. And, if, and so we decided the way to do that is to identify, look for those people, find them and draw them back and raise the capital to invest in them for the ones who wanted to start companies and start the companies and add additional jobs. And, um, you know, to keep a community vibrant, uh, 30-year-olds with three kids don't go to Scottsdale for the winter. They stay in a place like Traverse City and they raise their families there. And that means they get involved, they invest in the community, they put money in the bank, they buy a home, 
and they spend money there. And you weave a network, a tight network of enough families like that together, and you've got an unstoppable and unassailable community. And that's what we're driving for in Traverse City. And it's happening. And you're sort of a boomerang yourself. Uh, it was interesting when we did the pre-call, but you went to Henry Ford High School in Detroit, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, it was a seven mile in Evergreen. And uh, yeah, I went to Henry Ford, lived right near there. My dad was a uh, plumber. And is or rather a steam fitter, and as we like to say, he's a steam fitter is a, a plumber under pressure. And uh, <laughs> he, um, yeah, and uh, he was out there laying pipe all the time, and uh, and drove into me the, the uh, to, uh, an appreciation for getting an education. Went through Henry Ford, uh, grew up playing all kinds of sports, which was taught me how to be on a team and be competitive, and but more so work on a team, li- you know, live and die with a team and support a team. I uh, went to, uh, miraculously, University of Chicago, life-changing experience. It's all about the idea. Got out uh, with uh, some friends, did a $200 startup that uh, misnomer called U.S. Robotics. Many people have heard the story, but eventually from 1976 through uh, the late 90s became the world's largest maker of modems, anything that connected computers to the telephone network globally on both ends of the call. And uh did the Palm Pilot, a bunch of other products like that. So very successful. And eventually we we uh, exited that, merged it into another company and have been doing philanthropic work to some degree and uh, a lot of startup work and primarily for the last five years in the Traverse City area. And it's been an absolute blast. So the catapult part is bring the boomerangs back. They'd come back, back if they could go forward. So we said, if you'll come back, we will catapult you forward. We will find a way to do it. You glossed over this, but uh, you were a goalie for, weren't you on a really good team too, to, like two years? Well, uh, yeah, I had, uh, yeah, I was. I uh, I started playing around eight or nine and uh, stopped when I was 17 or 18 and uh, in the Detroit area, Parks and Recreation Leagues. And, uh, and by sheer happenstance, the uh, very first year, uh, I ended up playing with uh, – Mark and Marty Howe, Gordy Howe's uh, son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Wing sons. But uh, I was I got to spend, a pe- many people have heard the story, I got to spend a lot of time around uh, Gordy, and uh, he was a huge impact on me just because of the way he carried himself and just how he was. I mean, in short, you know, so many times we got into the Olympia Stadium, got into Olympia and watched the game, go down there and hang around the Red Wings dressing room door afterwards. And uh, for years – I never saw him leave before he had signed every autograph anyone wanted. He couldn't do that today because it's a business. But still, most players didn't do it. They signed some, and after a while, I said, you know, uh, Gordy appreciated fans and he appreciated kids. And he understood what he represented as an icon of virtues going too far, but 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 hand, handling handling life the right way and playing the game the right way, and um, and. And he he represented he was iconic to me in many many ways that that had an impact on me and how to run 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 the business because for example, not to belabor it but if you went into the corners at Olympia Stadium with Gordy Howe you quickly found out that that was his turn <laughs> and, the and, elbow room yeah I know oh yeah 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 and that's a message that we tried to when we had the horsepower we never tried to diminish that you're listening to the Michigan Opportunity. 
featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. Let's get a little bit more to your business because we've also had 20 Fathoms on, which was uh, one of your Eric Roberts. And, um, but let's, you know, you told me some really interesting things, but could you break down just three of them maybe? And I don't know if they're all within your sort of catch basin, but can you talk a little bit about Uru Sports and then some of the other companies, international companies that invested up in that area? Sure. So, uh, well, Promethean is a company that we started with uh, someone who had been in the area for a long time, who uh, was an expert um, in human scale environmental control and impact, which is to say, think um, think vehicle seating, uh, cooling and heating and it's that kind of technology. And they kind of revolutionized that. And so we invested in, uh, uh, into a company called Promethean. Uh, run by now CEO Bill Myers, who's been in the area for a long time and fabulous guy, Michigan Tech grad. And um, as we started to expand uh, and to grow, we had a growth opportunity and we could go into international. And we were able to secure a $500,000 cash investment um, from Forcia, which is a Paris-based, French-based tier one automotive supplier. Uh, tier one being that's like, that's the creme de la creme they have a direct inroad into all the big automotive uh, manufacturing companies, and it's hard to get there. And but twenty billion dollars a year is a, it's you know it's a big company. You don't find very many cases where twenty billion dollar a year foreign international companies are investing five hundred thousand dollars cash equity into a company that's a startup in an area the size of Traverse City. I mean that 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 crashes through every stop sign and yield sign that there is. So uh, that's absolutely a, a, a huge win. And that's, that's the kind of thing that's been, been happening. And, and again, in addition to thinking of international as uh, foreign international, really international for Traverse city for economic purposes, it's places that are outside of Michigan and outside of our direct uh, area. But anytime we can do business outside of that area, then we're, we're strengthening our connections and our pipelines of supply uh, and going in both directions to these bigger markets. And that's what it's really about, is to get access to bigger markets. Because if we're only selling to people down the street or in the next county, we're, it's, we've circumscribed ourselves to be limited. But you wanna find the most effective ways the most efficient ways that you can get to bigger markets quickly and efficiently and, and get returns on that. In this case, we were, we were fortunate to do that with, um, with Forcia, but also more recently with Atlas space operations, which is the most amazingly based in Traverse city, but is the most elegant and sophisticated uh, earth to space uh, technology for communicating with orbiting satellites and controlling them and downloading their data to Earth. Uh, we recent, last fall, uh, completed a $10 million investment into Atlas by Mitsui. Mitsui is one of the very largest trading and financial firms in all of Japan. And they are, you know, they have a, a an objective 
of establishing a significant position in space, in the space industry. And so they're willing to put a senior person who runs that operation within Mitsui on the Atlas Board of Directors and uh, invest $10 million cash and open all kinds of doors for Atlas now to do all kinds of things to tune up their business. And it's, and it's happening. So um, to me, having been around the block a few times on some of this stuff, starting with the same game plan in Chicago in the 1980s, because there was no community of interest around the electronics industry and had been a part of seeing that get built up and transformed. To see this happening in, in Traverse City on this scale, it's bizarre, frankly. I mean, you would never predict it. And it just shows you in this flattening world through the internet, through communications, everyone can, can, can communicate so widely. It's all possible. You just have to have a great game plan and execute, and then you can reach out. And the markets are out there, the access to the markets, they're there. And when you do it, the money flows in, the returns flow in. And that's the message for economic development is, and you don't have to hit grand slams, you gotta hit singles. And, and you gotta make, you can't make unforced errors. You gotta avoid those like it's in tennis. But if you can do that and you keep it up and you reinforce, we're starting to head toward clusters, which is to say, not just like generally speaking, let's have some startups, but now let's have some startups and concentrated circumscribed areas of intense sort of intellectual focus. So we have a freshwater effort underway. We have a, uh, a health tech um, effort underway. And the thing that happens there is it's, it's the visibility is way up for attracting capital and the visible visibility is way up for attracting potential uh, business leaders who want to start companies. And it's way up for attracting companies or rather employees because when workers come to an area and they're looking at their opportunities, it might be great to take a chance on this company or for example, but if they say, they, they say, what happens if that doesn't work? You know, and if you say, well, you might, you know, you might have to move back to Tampa or whatever. It's uh, if you can say, well, we have four other companies or six other, eight other companies that are in that sort of concentrated related area, self-fulfilling prophecy, game over, momentum takes over. I don't have to do anything anymore. It just happens. So, well, not only that, I would imagine too. Like, say they're in a more ubiquitous position of, like, say, cybersecurity or some kind of IT, they can easily find other employment just as easily because all those companies are going to have some tech angle to them, probably. Well, that, that, yeah, that's the point. Is that when you get a cluster going, it's if it's in space, it attracts. You know, it won't necessarily be agriculture, but. Um, but it'll be things related to that. And, and frankly, since you bring it up, um, tech agriculture, ag tech is another area that's getting underway here. And I think it's gonna come out of the wine, the, the grape industry. And, uh, and I think it's gonna aim toward, head towards how small farmers can have a business. And you know, if you go to Burgundy for a thousand years, it's been totally number one wine producing, grape producing and wine producing area in the world for many experts, me included, uh, there are 4,500 vineyards, 32 in the red wine area are considered Grand Cru. And, uh, you know, it's 450 are Premier Cru and, you know, you've got a few thousand others, but it's very fragmented. 
and uh, and it works. And we can do that. We're, we're set up exactly the same way. And there's every reason to believe no group of individual, no family, no no individual is more dedicated in, in, to the well-being of the community than people who put their hands into the dirt and make a living out of it. That's my belief. And to do that with grapes, since we have this start with a number of vineyards, we could duplicate Burgundy here with all kinds of smaller vineyards and be first class and recognized around the world. And I think with help from uh, from Michigan State and others, I think that's going to happen. So there are a few drivers for that, but it's another potential cluster area. You know, with 20 Fathoms, we've shown that we can incubate companies. And so now the next question is, can we incubate incubators? Can we help to launch areas of concentrated effort? And uh, and it's happening, you know, so. And I, I, um, I just wanted you to do just 30 seconds on Uru Sports, just because I found it fascinating with that woman. Uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah. You gave it to me last time. Ains- Ainsley McAllister Weirdo. Now she's married to a former uni- University of Michigan football player. And uh, she was a field hockey player at the highest level in college got out and then found that she could play professionally overseas in Europe and uh, in, in parts of Asia, Southeast Asia. So um, she did that and she recognized after a while that, you know, there, it was a struggle for her to find those opportunities and it was fortunate that she did, but there was no network that she could plug into for that, nor was there a network to, you know, get advice from athletes about how to go about her career or find door openers, people who could help her network, et cetera. So she thought there's an opportunity here to build a network. So she set out to do that. We funded it initially. It's called Uru Sports, U-R-U. And um, they're off to the races, you know, and they're negotiating with larger companies to uh, offer connections to athletes because some of the things she's found out through research, for example, I think 96% of Fortune 500 C-suite executives were uh, were high-level athletes of one degree or another. You learn how, and, and that was my experience, and it was her experience. And you know, you learn how to. It's not an essential, but you know, you learn things by being on a team and competing for a while that that bode you well in the in in many competitive environments. So, uh, and and they've started from absolute scratch, and they're making it happen. And uh, it's another one of the 25 businesses that we've either been involved in the start of or got in on the early stage, help to fund, bring some expertise in, uh, generate access to capital, open doors. And uh, it's, it's, it's happening, you know, it's absolutely, everybody knows about it. And yeah, obviously uh, team sports has been a big chunk of my life too. And I know that, and I've coached a lot and I know how important all those things add up. We're down to the last couple of questions, Casey. And uh, one is, because you've had such an interesting career in general, but coming out of a Detroit public school, and what would you tell your 17-year-old self maybe now versus what you thought then maybe? Uh, I would say pick goals. Pick goals, whatever they are, think down the road. Five years from now, if no matter what it is, have a goal and look for role models. Think what, what because if you're really going to be engaged in life and you're willing to take risks, which for me, I'm oriented that way, and that's it's it's stimulating and it's fun. 
you end up oftentimes in situations that you're not personally familiar with, you have no experience with. And when you can look to role models like Gordy Howe going into the corner with his elbows up, you have a sense of how maybe you should play a certain situation rather than sitting back on your heels and ready to react all the time. And, and, uh, and then it's, it's, um, it's be confident and get experience. Every kind of experience is terrific. And the things that you think are the greatest sometimes are de minimis. And the things that you, an Uber ride that you write off sometimes are get on, upon uh, uh, reflection loom large. And so it's just experience. It's a life is a contact sport. Get out there and make contact. So that's it. Our normal last question, I think you've answered about five times, but uh, <laughs> anything else specific you like about living in Michigan? You know, I've grown up in Michigan and it's been fabulous. And the, uh, I grew up in Detroit uh, in the northwest corner, but in the city. And uh, it was terrific. You know, it was just wonderful. Uh, been migrated to the Traverse City area, uh, raised our family in Elk Rapids, many relatives around uh been in that area since uh, 1991 and uh, it's it's got the whole package it's friendly people it's beautiful outdoors tons of fresh water i like the water um i like to fish and uh be outdoors and uh so it's got that whole package it's it's centered pretty much you can get places you've got access to big markets and with communications technology now you can reach the world so Keep the world out there and bring the good parts of it here where 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 the the, the value creation comes in and uh, a step at a time and uh, and then have a great time with each other. The people are friendly, appreciate and enjoy that. Well, uh, once again, our guest today was Casey Cowell. He's the principal and owner of Boomerang Catapult. And Casey, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you and hope we can interchange and interact with uh other information in the future, but keep up the good work with Traverse City there and your bigger picture for the world. Keep it up. Thank you, Ed. Keep doing what you're doing and we're available anytime. Join us next week where our guest will be Farah Salami, founder and CEO of International Strategic Management for getting entrepreneurs started. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.